Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Welcome, world-class leaders, to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. This is episode number 105. I'm excited to be here with you, and I'm so honored that you carve out a piece of your day to listen to this material. I want to ask a quick favor before we dive into the topic for today, which I know is going to be valuable to you. If you could get onto iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite platform is and rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. And also, please make sure that you have subscribed. You can subscribe by going to scottrossonline.com. That's scottrossonline.com and subscribing. There's a button to subscribe on whatever platform you desire. You're also going to be able to get to the show notes for today. I'm going to have a lot of valuable information in the show notes. You're going to be able to get there by going to scottrossonline.com slash 105105. scottrossonline.com slash 105. That's where you're going to find the show notes. With that said, let's dive into the topic for today. You know, we live in a world of constant distraction. We are subject to what has been referred to as the tyranny of the urgent. There is so many things vying for our attention, demanding our time. We've got email, phone calls, texts, meetings. We've got social media, which is a giant category, but really is many different things. That's Facebook, that's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's LinkedIn, that's Snapchat. And for many of us, there are multiple layers of our social media. So we have our personal social media life and our professional social media life. And all of these things are demanding our time. We've got the teams that we're trying to lead and the people on those teams, the relationships that we have in our life, whether that be our spouse, our children. So much is taking time away and wanting our time. And we can stay busy all day without actually being productive. And so as leaders, if we want to be effective, we have got to establish boundaries. Boundaries. Lines that we don't cross and that we don't allow others to make us cross. So I want to take the next two episodes and talk about this idea of boundaries. It's going to take us two episodes because we're going to look at this from a number of different angles, and we're going to talk about why boundaries are valuable, why they're important to your success, and then some practical things you can do to establish and enforce those boundaries. And for the people that make this a core focus, a central ingredient in their strategy, they are going to get exponentially greater results. I just finished a book that I'm going to be talking about throughout this series, and it's just the latest in a series of books that God keeps putting into my path that are essentially focusing all around this area of doing what is essential, and getting rid of the trivial. And the latest book I've read is called Deep Work. It's an amazing, amazing book. I'll put a link to it in the show notes at scottrossonline.com slash 105. But it just makes the case for how much can get accomplished if you give focused attention without distractions to a single project or single task for a 
for an extended period of time. So when we think about boundaries, what do we think about there? What does the word boundary mean? Well, a boundary establishes a property line. And within that property line, something gets built. And the boundary establishes what gets onto the property and what is not allowed onto the property. If this is the boundary of my property line, I control what gets built there. I control what comes onto that property, what comes inside that fence. When you have a boundary, you can easily see when someone or something is trespassing. You know, you can't claim something is trespassing if you don't even have a property line or a boundary. Somebody could say, well, I didn't see a sign. There was no there was no fence. There was no line. And when we think about property, we think about ownership. I own my property. In fact, this is not for this podcast, but the foundation of all liberty is actually property rights. If you don't have property rights, you don't have liberty. Property rights ensure that what I own, I get to control. I decide what happens on my property and with my property. And so when we think about property, we think about control over what happens there. And so my question for you as a leader is, do you know where your property lines are? Are you taking charge? Do you have clear boundaries? Would you know if somebody is trespassing or not? Do you control what is allowed to come onto your property or must stay off your property and when it's allowed to come onto your property? Do you control what's getting built on your property or with your property? Dr. Henry Cloud, who's a clinical psychologist and a leadership consultant to many of the Fortune 500, says, as a leader, you're going to get a combination of two things, what you create and what you allow, what you create and what you allow. You know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, that I am very, very passionate about the concept of taking ownership of your life and ownership of your results, that you transform your life in maybe the most significant way possible the day that you take ownership of your results. You either create or allow everything that happens to you as a leader. People ask me all the time, about problem team members. They'll be telling me about the way that a team member or an employee is bringing down the organization. But the question back to them is, well, whose team are they on? This person is a problem in whose culture, in whose environment? What team or culture or environment has allowed that to take place? And the answer is the leader's It's the leader's team. It's the leader's culture. It's the leader's environment. Ultimately, there is a lack of a boundary there and a sense that there is no boundary established and the person is just going to be then able to take all the latitude that they want. If you want to have a high-performing culture, if you want to personally be productive, you're going to have to establish boundaries. So with that said, let's dive into some advice for setting boundaries for yourself. The first thing we've got to understand is what are we trying to achieve right now? Where are we trying to go? It goes back to the analogy I've used before of a GPS. A GPS doesn't do you any good if you don't know where you're trying to go. The GPS can figure out where we are, which is also essential to success. We've got to know what the starting point is, but we've also got to know where it is that we want to go. What is going to give you the greatest return 
on your effort right now. That's what we have to understand. And then secondly, what are the behaviors and the activities that are going to contribute most to that result? What are the behaviors and the activities that will contribute most to getting us to where we want to be? At that point, it becomes about eliminating the trivial many and establishing the essential few. We've got to eliminate the trivial many and establish the essential few. What are the essential few things that are going to give us the maximum result? You know, we've all heard of the Pareto principle that 80% of our results are going to come out of 20% of our activities. We we have 80% of our um, what we wear on a daily basis comes from 20% of what's in our closet. This is the Pareto principle. 80% of our revenue is going to come from 20% of our sales force. Well, there's going to be 80% or more of your results come out of this essential few set of activities. What if that's where you spent the majority of your time and you took it from being 20% of your activities to being 80% of your activity? How much would that impact your results? It would be exponential in its effect. So we've got to get rid of the trivial many. And believe me, there is there are millions of things that want to take you away from the essential few. So we're going to begin to establish boundaries in the following areas, but we've got to start with knowing where we want to go, what are the activities that will get us there, and then that's what leads us to being able to establish the boundaries. Step number 1, We need boundaries that focus on what is critical and eliminate distractions. You know, just because someone can email you 24 hours a day doesn't mean you have to respond 24 hours a day. Just because someone can call you 24 hours a day doesn't mean you have to answer the phone 24 hours a day. Make a list of all the ways that you get distracted and pulled off the line and establish boundaries for those things. Let me give you some examples. Social media. This is a rabbit trail. We can start on social media. We'll say, I'm just going to check Facebook. And just checking Facebook means 30 minutes later, we're still there. That is a major distraction that we need to be aware of and create a boundary for. Non-essential meetings. People want to invite you to be a participant in meetings that don't have anything to do with your goals and in which really you're not an essential participant. It's just easy for them to invite you to attend. Non-income producing activities, getting ready to get ready. You know what are the income producing activities for your business. For me, it's prospecting and being in front of prospects and following up and then developing leaders. Those are the things that produce income in my personal business. Well, If I'm doing anything other than those things, I am not involved in income-producing activities. So we need boundaries for all of those distraction possibilities. See, I know what I've got to do to grow my business. I know what activities are going to make that happen. I know what projects need to be completed. But it is very, very easy for me to see my calendar filling up with things that have nothing to do with these objectives. You can make a case for a lot of these things even being quote-unquote good. But the question isn't, are they good? The question is, are they essential? Are they essential? Are they the activities that are necessary to move me towards my goals? So you have to establish rules up front for what you will 
say yes to and what you will say no to and why. And once it's established up front, you're not trying to make that decision in the moment. You've made it a dispassionate decision. When someone invites you to the meeting, you've already established these are the parameters for which I say yes to a meeting and for which I say no to a meeting. And this one falls into the ones that I say no to. Therefore, it's a no. And it's easy to say no. And you're okay with it because you've already come to grips with that being a boundary. That leads to the next component of making a boundary that eliminates distractions, and that is making a list of your deal breakers. If you can't enunciate your deal breakers, other people will violate your boundaries constantly. So, for instance, these are some examples of deal breakers. They don't need to be your deal breakers. I'm just giving you them to you as examples so that you can think of your own deal breakers. I don't ever break a commitment to my spouse or children. That's a deal breaker. If I've got a commitment to my spouse or children, no matter what you ask me to do, I'm going to say no. I don't work on Sundays, period. I don't go to a meeting where I'm not an essential participant. I have two hours a day for prospecting on my calendar, and it's non-negotiable. I can never violate those two hours. See, I've talked in previous podcasts, which I'll link to in the show notes, about scheduling time to do the essential tasks on your calendar. And then once you establish those essential tasks, your calendar becomes your boss. Lots of tasks that are high priorities don't get scheduled. You know, for instance, we know we should prospect. We know we should make follow-up calls. We know we should be sending thank you notes. We know that we should be making those connections with our children, whatever it is, we know how high a priority it is, but it doesn't get scheduled on a calendar. We only put things on the calendar that are, for instance, meetings that we get invited to. Things that are just for us personally, where no other person is involved, we don't schedule them. And if it's not scheduled, it's not going to get done. You think about, here's what, here's what most people are doing. Most people are saying, well, I'll get to it. I'll make sure and remember to do that. And they're trying to work it in. They're trying to squeeze it in. It doesn't happen. And more importantly, you have that white space available that everyone else is going to come in and color on. We need to block it out so that it is not white space, so that it is not available. It is a boundary. Let me give you some things to think about. Is there a time to meditate and think on your calendar? A time when the phone goes on airplane mode, you don't have anything sitting in front of you, you're not doing anything, you're just thinking. Is that on your calendar? What is it that distinguishes you from every other creature in the world? You are made in God's image as a creative genius, but do you give your brain the opportunity to do what it does best, to meditate and think so that your subconscious can solve problems, come up with innovation, come up with new ideas, give you the breakthrough. If that time to think is not on your calendar, it needs to be. Is there a time to pray on your calendar? Is prospecting and developing new customers on the calendar? Is working on your mentorship relationships on the calendar? See, again, we have all these behaviors that we know are essential, but we just ex expect to fit them in here and there, and that is not going to happen. Reading to your children should be on the calendar. Someone could say, well, you know, I need you for this important conference call. 
No, sorry, I'm already booked at that time. All you have to say is, sorry, I'm already booked. They don't need to know that it's sitting in your child's bedroom, reading them a a, a fairy tale. That's on your calendar. That is an essential item in your life. So it's booked. You have carved out 30 minutes for that and no one can violate it. It's a boundary. You know, another thing you should do is have time on your calendar to reflect on the previous day and the personal development skills that you're focusing on. And so you think, well, wow, it's weird to put it on my calendar. It's kind of selfish. It's just for me. It's not selfish because believe me, the best thing you can do for the world is give the world the best version of yourself. So someone says, I need you across town for that meeting on uh, at 830 in the morning. Sorry, I'm booked. Why are you booked? Well, it's your personal development reflection time. That's why you're booked. Your calendar becomes your boss. You have boundaries. Now, we're going to dive into taking this to the next level and helping your people with the essential. But before we do, I just want to talk about one of my secret weapons. Uh, I read an amazingly high volume of books every year, or at least that's what I'm told. People come to me and they say, how is it possible that you're going through five, six books a month? And I have a secret weapon, and my secret weapon is called Audible. Audible is a subscription service where you can get every audio book in the world, or practically every audio book in the world, available instantly on your mobile device. It'll stream to you through your iPhone or Android or whatever. You can download the books and listen to them that way on your computer. But um, I'm personally reading a book, or I just read a book right now called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And this book is a life changer. It explains the power of this concept called deep work and how you can get into a mode where you are focused very heavily on a single task or a single project with no distractions and how much you can actually accomplish. And it will take your results to the stratosphere if you master deep work. And I will tell you, I was blown away. Uh, you know, you get into a book sometimes and you're thinking, okay, there's not a lot of value here. This is fluff. Or you try to force yourself through the first part of it to see if there's anything going to happen. This book was chock full. I mean, page after page after page is filled with practical advice of go do this. I mean, things you actually do to prevent Twitter from being a distraction, Facebook from being a distraction, email from being a distraction, you know, meetings from being a distraction. This book is chocked full with practical advice. Here's the deal. We have an offer right now where you can get deep work for free or any book of your choosing. If you don't want to read that one, you can get any book of your choosing for free from Audible by just going to audibletrial.com slash Scott Ross, audibletrial.com slash Scott Ross. You can get any book you want for free and they'll give you 30 days to try the service at no cost to you. I'm telling you, Audible is my secret weapon. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is my favorite app on my phone. I use it every single day. You'll go from reading a book or two a month to five or six a month by making your phone a university wherever you're standing while you're driving all your downtime can be spent putting good information into your brain with that said let's get back to this idea of boundaries and We're not going to get all the way through this next part, but I want to talk about now helping your people with the essential and helping your people 
create boundaries. See, you can become personally productive with this idea of boundaries, but you can really take your organization to another level if you can mentor and facilitate for your people to understand this idea of boundaries as well. And so let's talk about some ways that you can do that. The first thing we've got to make sure is that we are not enabling them to waste time that we're not an enabler for non-income producing and non-productive activities. And let me tell you how leaders become enablers for wasted time amongst our team. First, unnecessary meetings. Leaders like to think that by calling a meeting, we're doing something. We're not doing anything. Meetings are almost always worthless. We should try to limit the number of meetings we have, and we should make sure that the meetings we have are kept to a very limited scope and a limited time and have a very focused objective. Conference calls. How many conference calls are you making your people jump on? How much are you having your people get ready to get ready? And Another thing that we do that seems like uh, uh, something that's subtle is we actually facilitate their social media habits by liking their stuff. We should never be liking their Facebook statuses or their retweeting their tweets or whatever during income producing activities, or I should say during income producing hours. If you have somebody on your team that posts something to Facebook during income producing hours and you like it, you just told them it's okay for you to be on Facebook during income producing hours. That's not something we want to do. We don't want to validate that. So don't be an enabler by to non-income producing, non-productive activities for our team members. Next, we need to create boundaries that establish a positive emotional climate. So what drains your energy? What sucks the life out of you? What sucks the life out of your people? Well, you need boundaries for all those things. You need boundaries for negative people. You need boundaries for negative situations. And you need boundaries for negative activities. And you should help your people establish those same boundaries. I'll give you some examples with me. I never watch the news. I haven't watched the news and I won't ever watch the news. When something big happens, I end up finding out about it through somebody that I know or through social media, but I don't need to watch the news because all the news is going to do is send me into this negative death spiral where the world is the darkest place I can imagine and I just want to leave. Does me no good to watch the news. I know that. So I put a fence around it. Reading social media negativity is a boundary. If I see something negative on social media, I don't even go there. And let me give you a big one. Getting into discussions online and in social media. You can write this down. No one has ever had their mind changed by a Facebook debate. It's never happened. And it's never going to happen. You think you're doing something good by getting into this you know, debate with somebody online? You're not. All it's going to do is leave you feeling terrible, filled with negative emotions, and it's going to take you off the line and out of your game. So establish a boundary. I just don't get involved in Facebook discussions. 
I personally have done this a couple of times, and every time I do, I regret it, and I think to myself, Scott, why did you do that? You know what this is going to do. You know there's a rule. Why did you break it? And I vow to never do it again. And fortunately, I've been able to avoid that for quite some time, and I just encourage you, create that boundary. Coach your people to do the same thing. Ask them, who are the people in your life that suck the life out of you, that are negatives in your life, that are subtractors of your life, not adders, not addition people, they're subtraction people? What are the situations that you get yourself into that are negative? And what are the activities that leave you feeling negative? And then help them establish ground rules and boundaries so that they don't get sucked into those things and taken off the line. Okay. With that said, guys, we're going to close it down for here, but we're going to pick this back up in the next episode. And uh, I've got a ton more to say about this, but let's just quickly review. A boundary is a property line. You need a property line because the property line establishes what you control. And you then now are able to say what is allowed to get onto the property into the property and what people can do when they're there. And you'll know if something or someone is trespassing. Remember that you create or allow absolutely everything that happens to you and in your environment and in your organization. So we want to create boundaries where we establish where we want to go and what are the essential activities that get us there. And then we're going to create boundaries that enable us to focus on those essential things and we pick the essential few and we eliminate the trivial many. Create boundaries that get rid of distractions. Create rule breakers or deal breakers rather for what you will and will not say no to up front and know what your deal breakers are so that no one can come in and take advantage of you later since you left that as white space. Make sure that you create calendar items for all those things that are essential. And then when somebody asks to put something on the calendar in that space, you'll be able to say, nope, I'm already booked. And then begin to move to coach and mentor your people to also establish what is essential. Don't be an enabler and help them create a positive emotional climate. Guys, with that said, again, please rate and review this podcast and uh, go out to audibletrial.com slash Scott Ross. Get Deep Work by Cal Newport or any book you want for free. And guys, I'm going to have links to this that book as well as a few others, as well as some very valuable information in the show notes at scottrossonline.com slash 105. Until next time, God bless you guys. Keep raising your leadership lid. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline.